Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, the beautiful boys, the return of the legend, mm-hmm. Phil. How you doing? It's you been look a while. legendary right now in that salmon yeah. colored. You came it's, dressed for the job, and I appreciate that. I did. I did. I uh, I was ready for the video. That's why I asked if we were doing a video, because I was right. pretty sharp today. Mm. Well, mm. Yeah. very soon. Yeah. yeah. Very so soon. I didn't know if we were doing anything like that. But yes, I am. I came from the nine to five right to here. Now, Phil, I don't maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but Phil, you got I just you're having a good day today. I want to acknowledge it. You got Very offered a job close to your house. I did. I'm really happy. I'm legitimately so pumped for you because thanks. that's thanks. That's yeah. something that you've always been like, man, I have to drive all the way to work and all this stuff. And, and it's been for like eight years that I've pretty much I mean, when I lived in Butler, I drove to Wexford. And I know some of this might not mean anything to the people listening, but basically for almost eight years, I've driven about 45 minutes to an hour, you know. Right. For each work. Way. Yeah. Each way. Right. So I did now, that for a while. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. And I, I, I don't know. It was OK for a while, but it started to weigh on me. And uh, now I'll be 3.1 miles yeah. from my house. That's yeah. awesome. And there's no so, pay cut. No pay cut. Uh, if anything, with no gas and turnpike fees, it'll be a bit of an increase. Man, that's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited for all the extra time for content you'll have. I actually yeah. will. I mean, I, I was, you know, obviously two hours a day. I'm almost getting a whole work week back in a month wow. that I spend driving, about 40 hours a month that I'm, I'm driving. So you can make awesome. a lot of content in that time. Nice. Also with us, of course, Ben. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm also wearing semi-colored salmon mm-hmm. shirt. I think yours is a little more on the red, though. It's more red, pink. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful shirt, though. It w- So the very first time I ever wore the shirt, yeah. um, I ashed a cigar, and it got on my shirt and Dang put it. a hole in it. Dang it. It's a good thing I got Rookie it. On, I still wear it, first of all. But yeah. it's a good thing I got it on clearance. Yeah. Frequently, I feel, because I've heard that story a few times now, I think. Yeah. Mm. It's a, I only have, like, eight shirts that I wear. <laughs> oh, no. I so. brought back almost that many from PAX. I got yelled at for it. You did, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have way more shirts than that, but I only wear like eight of them. Yeah. Um, so everybody, everybody's doing well. I feel like the spirits are high. They Phil, are. I'm happy that you're back. You haven't been I'm in the chair for yeah. a while. It's been a couple of weeks plus PAX before that, I think. I think yeah. PAX, the day before we left, that was mm, yeah, the last yeah, time. Yeah. So yeah. It feels like forever ago. Yeah, was, yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining us. It means a lot. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're excited to do the show. And uh, if you don't already, I'll, the one plug for the beginning is if you don't already, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. It would mean a lot to us. Guys, let's get started. Phil? Yes. What are you dreaming of? So what am I dreaming of? Um, this week on Twitter... I saw, and I don't think he posted it, but but friend uh, friend of Handsome Phantom, Alex O'Neill. Okay. I saw something that he was mentioned on. It was it was a poll asking about what version of Satisfied slapped harder from the Hamilton soundtrack. Ooh. Mm. And I'll tell you, I never got Hamilton, um, but I listened to the song because I was I was curious, and I listened to both versions. And I'll tell you what, 
not only just the Hamilton soundtrack in general, but but that song with uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, mm-hmm. her voice is fucking incredible. Mm. So I have been dreaming of her voice the last few days, and uh, unfortunately, there's not a ton of content out there with her singing on it. So I've I've just been scarfing up everything I can. Been dreaming of those. Beautiful pipes. Interesting. Yeah. Now, Hamilton mm-hmm. coming to Pittsburgh right near us pretty soon. I tried to get tickets for Holly. Sold out already? It was. It would have been possible, but I think it was going to cost me $600. Jeez. So, <sighs> yeah, I decided. I mean, I could have bought them and flipped them and then probably bought cheaper tickets. Right. But then I'm just I'm just contributing to the cycle. Right. That, I not think that I'm might, opposed oh, to being a part of, that's but a I just didn't. I didn't want to go through the rigmarole, but right. I um, get it though. Like I, I did not really understand. I never really listened to the whole thing before pieces here and there. And, and I never understood what the hubbub was about, but like, I get it now. Yeah. Um, I, it's very good. This is probably not something most people who know me would think. I am very into musical theater. Mm. I am too. I was in multiple musicals throughout high school and college, anywhere from nobody roles to lead roles and everything in between. I don't think I'm a particularly good singer. Anyway, my point is Hamilton, like before it ever came out, was so hype. And I felt behind from the beginning. Mm. But I got to see Hamilton in on Broadway. That's incredible. That was Lin-Manuel. Mm. Lin-Manuel was not. The, the original cast was like partially still there and partially yeah. not. Yeah. So I saw some of them, didn't see some of them. Um, so this is, we're talking about, we're talking about being real here, right? Right. After... I went and saw the show. I paid full price, got the tickets. At, I did find a bootlegged version with the original cast. Watched oh, it. Yes. I promptly deleted it. I was not going to continue sharing that, but I thought, I've already paid for it and seen it. I mm-hmm. should be able to see the original cast since they'll never be back. Right. Yeah. You have to imagine that there's a a Blu-ray or whatever. There's a finalized video yeah. of the of the cast right that it's just in a vault oh yeah waiting for someday they're gonna release right a 10th and I, anniversary has to be coming up at some point wouldn't it 10th where, where are we at is it it's not that old it's like three years fuck i thought it was older than that i thought i was way behind in the, way behind <laughs> yeah a 10th well, anniversary in seven years will come up probably phil well hamilton has done a lot for only being around that oh short yeah time. it was a I mean, just their marketing and, first of all, the way it speaks to so many different yeah. groups of people and the fact that, like, me, I'm a history guy, so I loved it for the history aspect, but I'm also a musical theater guy, so I loved it for that right. aspect. Just, like, phenomenal works. And just, like, the way it's propelled so many of the people, especially Lynn manuel but others right. as well, um, they, they deserve it. Right. Yeah. I'm so happy I got to see it on Broadway, though, because I never, like, I was kind of looking at the tickets like Dustin would have been selling. Like eight hundred bucks, can't really afford that for right. two tickets each. Um, and then finally, they opened up more slots, and I got. I was like awake. It was the it was the night that the Penguins won their last Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. And I was like sitting there watching the last goal, and also hitting refresh like crazy to try and get tickets. So <laughs> we went there for our anniversary. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah, I'm jealous. Even though I wish I would have cared, you know, yeah, in the past, yeah. but better late than never. Dustin, Dustin, how do you feel about Hamilton? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't particularly like it or dislike it. Yeah. I listened to it all once on a drive home from my parents' house in DC and it was, it was fine. Um, I think there's some, some bangers. You in listen there. to it from start to finish, right? Yeah. I think the we bangers might... and some heartbreaking, like, oh yeah. Like it's one thing to read about these things, but the, the, the emotion that they put into this stuff, crazy. Yeah. I, uh. I will admit the first time I ever listened. No, maybe it was the second time I ever listened to it the full way through. And I used to, I used to have that hour back and forth from work. I used right. to listen to it uh, every day. Half of it on the way to work, half of it on the way back. It's all I've listened to for like the last five days. Yeah, but I will admit that the uh, there there is a particular. I mean, it's history, so you should know it, but I won't spoil it. There is a particular point in that musical that made me weep on more than one occasion. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ben, what are you dreaming of? This is kind of a weird one for me. I'm dreaming about Cuphead right now. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Tomorrow or Mm, today, if you're listening. No, Friday. It's either Thursday or Friday. It's this week. (sighs) Yeah. Cuphead is coming out on Switch. Yep. And I played through Cuphead the full way. Loved it on the Xbox. I am very interested and ready to play it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, Not expecting anything particularly new or amazing, different, amazingly different, but just the fact that it's going to be on the Switch. Yeah. Just exciting. And I want to give them my money. I think it's going to be uh, awesome. I think they're going to rake in cash. 
I'm in a catch 22 because I'm playing Switch right now. Not a catch 22, but a dilemma that when I'm playing Switch, I'm playing Final Fantasy 7. You'll be done with that eventually. I'll be done. But so, yeah, I, I probably am not going to pick it up yeah. this week. Yeah. But I will get it eventually. Nice. Me, I'm dreaming Phil, of... Phil might get past level one this time. Right? Yeah. But also, the the girl that sold it to me at GameStop, now when she asked the person, which console do you want it on, it's a real question. That's right. <laughs> so, unlike when I bought it. I'm I feel like we should ask you. We never ask you. Don't ask yourself. Dustin, what are you dreaming this week? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am dreaming about... I'm, I want to say warmer weather, but I want to be very specific. I'm dreaming about grilling. Yeah, because I fucking love grilling, mm-hmm. and I finally I grilled some burgers and dogs the other day. Mm-hmm. Was, and I I made I made it, and then Holly and I were eating, and Holly said, "Man, this is I'm I missed grilling." And I think we that happens every year. Yeah, we're just yep. excited to make delicious grill food, and I've done it in the snow. Oh, so because, I. Yeah. because of the porch. Yeah, You're I don't fine. remember if it was uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, but. I, I grilled for my in-laws, family, my, my wife's side of the family and, and us. We could yeah. have grilled yesterday in the snow. True. <laughs> Which is yeah. pretty terrible. Oh, yeah, I did that. Why? <laughs> I was grilling a couple days ago in like 70 degrees, <laughs> yep. and then yesterday it snowed here. Yes. So yeah. Western PA. Not bad. Now, one final detail before we move on about the grilling. I know you guys may have experienced this since I've made grill food for you, but do you know about the spiral cut dog? Oh, yeah. Spiral Mm -hmm. cut cut dog is a master chef move, and it should be done everywhere. And I think a lot of people, when I I grill for someone new and I do the spiral cut dog, they're amazed. They don't know. Basically, all it is is like skewering a hot dog spiral, doing a cut that's a spiral. Mm -hmm. Makes everything a million times better. Look it up. You won't regret it. I've had them here, but yeah. I still continue to not do it. The, at home. You got to keep it sacred here. That's kind of what I do. It's kind of like a nice mm. treat. I, I don't want to burst your bubble. Uh, this is a. I'm going to give you a but actually moment. But gatekeeping. I've been I've been doing that for years. <laughs> so have I. I'm so appreciative that other people <laughs> are into the fold now. You know, I watched. I found out about this because it showed up on a Reddit videos. Oh yeah. As a joke. Yeah. I was like, "What's this?" Yeah. And I was. So I tried it out, and it changed my life. It's I, good. I mean, if you like hot dogs. Kevin right now, Kevin loves my spiral cut dogs. I think nice. of Kevin every time I he hear He speaks of them dog, almost yeah. every time I see him, and I, you know, I'm glad. Well, yeah. actually, Napoleon was spiral cutting dogs at the Battle of Waterloo, so. <laughs> wow. Wow. Sorry, Kevin, that Phil did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't directed towards Kevin. I just. Well, yeah, we, uh, I just, <laughs> we already got, um, actually, that's the theme of this podcast. Yeah. Well, actually, actually. It's the title. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for this week's very serious question? Yes, please. Throw your curveball. Oh, no. Tell me a gaming memory, a positive gaming memory you have that involves you and your dad. Mm. Nice. I got this. Ben, go ahead. All right, so I think I've even told this story before. Definitely to you, if not to the broader audience. Tell the audience. Yeah. Uh, I came home from school one day. I was probably in like, I don't know, third-ish, fourth grade. 1997-ish era when Crash Bandicoot was out. So I got, with my PlayStation, when I got it, I got the Namco collection. Played that for a long time, finally with my own money. Mm. Saved up, bought Crash Bandicoot. And I came home, and my dad was playing Crash Bandicoot. My dad, I actually inherited my gaming systems from my dad, but then he pretty much just quit playing for years. Yeah. And still doesn't play video games. Came home, my dad's playing Crash Bandicoot, and he's playing the level where you're running away from the boulder. Oh, yes. And Iconic. I home, like, yes. And he just says, like, he's going on and on to me about how, like, and I'd never heard my dad talk about games like this, but just how crazy he thought it was that, like, you're playing a game and you've, he's never played a, I've never played a game where, like, you're running away from the screen and you can't even see what's in front of you and, like, just in awe of Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And that was just, oh, that's a great, great memory for me. That's a good memory. Mm-hmm. That's the only level I've ever played of Crash, but it was like a Gameception moment because I've, I've played it inside of Uncharted 4. Right. But not actually played so, Crash. Get out. I have it. I got it. I bought it off of Newegg on the cheap recently. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the new Insane Trilogy? Yeah, it came with Spyro. I got both oh. for like 30 bucks for the pack. You've been playing Spyro, though. I have been playing, yeah. playing Spyro. That's good. Yeah. Phil, yeah. what about you? So for me, um, me and my dad, um, he actually got me into games with his Atari. So we've got a lot of good gaming memories, but but some of my favorite, the first system I ever bought was a Wii. That was okay. the first one I ever bought for myself with my own money, bought it at launch. And 
My dad never liked putting on those pesky little wrist straps. So dad would always have a tendency <laughs> to throw a controller. He put holes in the ceiling. He's the guy that's bouncing them off the, the TV. Dad never actually broke one of those controllers. And I'm glad he doesn't listen to this. But for me, the positive memory is every time he slipped out of his hand, the one slipped out of his hand, he thought he needed to buy me a new one. Oh. So I built up my Wiimote collection every time dad slipped and threw a remote. Like, clearly it wasn't broken. Ah, you know, dad just felt bad that he threw my controller. So he went out and bought me a new one. What a great guy. So um, it happened a few times, but I, I built up a nice little Wiimote collection with dad. And we just had a good time playing. He really loved Link's crossbow trainer. Right. Oh, wow. yeah, that was a good yeah. time. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, some Wii Sports with bowling. Bowling was the one that always got him, obviously, because you're shooting that hand up and that, that, that controller would just fly out of his hand. But we had a lot of fun. Dad bought me a lot of controllers. And nice. uh, it was a good time. Phil, what was the advantage to having so many controllers? Well, I mean, we had five people in the family. And so I bought one extra one and the one that came with it. And uh, yeah. so then we could all play. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess there's some games we played together. But, sure. Yeah. For me, this isn't necessarily the best. This is just what I'm thinking right now. It's an interesting memory. I remember every once in a while, my dad had a huge CD collection that you may have seen when, when he lived in this house before mm -hmm. I bought it from him. And so we would go to this place in our town called CD Zone. Yeah. You guys know CD it's Zone. It's different right? now. It's, it's way different. Audio crossing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had a game section at CD Zone, so I was there regularly, regularly yeah. perused. They don't the, anymore. No, not they anymore. They don't games at the new location. I, don't think so. I, think I, I haven't do. been since they moved. Really? Yeah, I think they do, but it's not a very good selection. Hmm. Okay. Very terrible. Either way. At the time, they had a huge selection. I would peruse the PlayStation 2 games, and every once in a while, my dad would be, you know, super generous and buy me a game. Usually something like 20 bucks, 20 dollars $30. I don't know. Right. And so this was always a special occasion. I was always very appreciative. And I saw this game that I thought looked incredible. And I asked him to buy it for me, and he did. And I was like, that's awesome. Got home, started playing it. This game is called Airblade. Have you ever heard of Airblade? I have not. I've this, only heard of it when I heard this story before, and it's... <laughs> Airblade is fucking trash. This no. game is absolutely terrible. I want to go back and play it, actually, because I've thought about this story. And as I started playing it more and more, there was like this sinking feeling in my stomach, like, no, my, my dad bought me this game and it's terrible. And I don't know what to do because I don't, I don't want to tell him like, Hey, you bought me this and it's terrible. Right. You probably picked it out, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I picked yeah. it out. Yeah. So like, I think like a day or two went by, I tried to give it more chances. It didn't work out. And I eventually told him, I was like, and this this game's really not good. I feel really, I told him how bad I felt. And he's like, don't worry about it. Let's just go trade it in and get something else. I don't remember what I got. Yeah. But I just always appreciated that is that I just feel like, I don't know. Other parents might just be like, no, you got your game. You sh you just need to play it. Right. Not all parents, but you know, so I always appreciated that he, that nice. he did that for me. I should have tried that. My mom got me Sonic and the Secret Rings for Easter. Oh, one year. I played the hell out of that because I just felt so bad that I, hated it but mom bought it for me so my grandma one year bought me she bought me black ops 2 because mm. i forgot that i had it on my amazon wish list i got it and i was like mm, it's a good i game, don't really though. want this but then it ended up becoming my favorite black yeah, ops, my say, favorite call a, of duty that's, game that's a really good game so it, it worked out it worked out yeah all right let's go ahead and let's get into the news Guys, we got a bomb today. Huge bomb. That we did. Out of nowhere, we got an article from Wired called What to Expect from Sony's Next-Gen PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So this was basically an interview, sort of an interview. It's, it's basically the writer, which I don't have the name here, got to go talk with Mark Cerny and see a couple demos of whatever this next PlayStation is called. I'm just going to cut in real quick. Yeah. I would just like to be able to, to talk to Mark Cerny. Oh, man. I don't even need an exclusive. Yeah, just I feel like we talked to him. He was on the couch and we <laughs> were we were just sitting there listening to him That's talk. True. Right, That's true. Right. For 75 hours. <laughs> so before we even dive in to the details, I just found this so incredibly interesting that it's like it was a Tuesday in the morning, a Tuesday in the morning. Yeah. And hey, we're going to give a soft preview of the next PlayStation. Mm -hmm. They're doing wired. things com. so weird right now. 
Wired of all places is weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like so something sort of similar happened with Digital Foundry and Xbox One X. It was already mm-hmm. announced. Yeah. But they got the preview of the specs. Right. And so that was kind of like the, one of the first unveilings. But, but it was already announced. It also made sense because they are kind of the people that unveil the sure. tech behind stuff. Yeah. So yeah. the question is, this, is this a defensive move from Sony? They're like, hey, we know Microsoft's going to be announcing uh, the next Xbox at E3. Why don't we get ahead of the curve? And I, th- I think I don't think it's a defensive move. I think I think it's an offensive move. An offensive defensive, maybe? Maybe. A pre-defensive move by being offensive? Maybe. I I don't understand how strategy works. Apparently not. I don't think there's anything defensive about it. No. Because <laughs> I think defensive would be and I know what you're saying by it. They're right. not like you're saying do they feel inadequate, basically, because they're yeah. not gonna have it. But I think what they're doing is saying, look, we have this, here are some some little niblets for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all we're giving you for now. Go ahead, get hyped about everybody else, but don't forget we still exist. But defensive would be if Microsoft came out and said, here's what the Xbox looks like. And then the next day, Sony was like, hey, but don't forget about us. We're, uh, we're, we got some stuff too. And, and by the way, it sounds like a lot of this, because now the narrative will be, oh, well, Xbox just announced and a lot of that stuff's, very similar to what we heard about PlayStation. Yeah. Whereas if they'd waited, it would have been different. If anything, Microsoft's announcement might have been defensive. Because mm, uh, they announced their E3 plans right after. Right. They, they seem to be, oh boy, we got we to get something out there. Yeah. Yep. Okay, we'll talk more strategy in a bit. But let's just go over some of the details. First of all, PlayStation, it's not called PlayStation 5. They didn't confirm that. And we'll get into my theory about that later. But... The next generation PlayStation will be backwards compatible mm-hmm. with PlayStation 4. Right. Getting right up in front. I think that's fantastic. I think it was obvious that this was going to be the case, or at least it seemed obvious to us at sure. least. Yeah. Yep. So that's good news. Um, we'll get into a little bit of some technical stuff here. The used marketplace is going to be full, boys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it says the CPU is based on the third generation of AMD's Ryzen line contains eight cores of the company's new 7mm Zen 2 microarchitecture. The GPU, a custom variant of Radeon's Navi family, and it will support ray tracing. Holy that's, shit. That's the important part there, that's ray tracing. incredible, yeah. Now, we had a slight conversation in our Slack today about what ray tracing is. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I know that it's the it, it completely changes the way lighting works yeah. in the games. And it does make a huge difference. Did either one of you watch the video or at least part of the video I posted? No, I've seen it. Be- uh, bits no. of it before. No. Okay. That's fine. No worries. But basically, if you want to, if you're curious about ray tracing, uh, Digital Foundry did a really great video about metro, uh, ray tracing in Metro Exodus. Check that out. It'll show you. It, it really is a, a huge difference. Yeah. So it's also very expensive, though. Right now, if you want a ray tracing card, Minimum, you need a 2060, which I think is five or 600 for that card. Ooh. And um, and that's even then a, on the lower end of the ray tracing cards. So I'm curious about their implementation. But I hope we're not looking at PS3 prices. Yeah, that would be pretty rough. But well, it would be on par for Sony. Yeah. <laughs> to do something stupid like that. Every other generation. Mark Cerny also emphasized that he was disappointed that between PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, there was not a any kind of sub, uh, substantial boost in audio. Oh, yeah. And he said this is a huge emphasis yeah. in uh, PlayStation 5 that it will have 3D audio support and that headphones are going to be the premier experience. Yeah. So you have to imagine this is going to be like PlayStation VR only in all games. Sure. Something like that. Or the Sony Platinum headsets have the 3D audio for select yeah. games. Right. So making that a standard, I think, would be awesome. First of all, those Sony headsets, <laughs> although I've enjoyed them, I've had the gold ones. I've had mm-hmm. two of them break on me. And not yeah. like the the actual – like they physically broke, not the sound. Oh, yeah. Mine did, too. Yeah. The gold. Yeah. Ours broke. My first set broke in the same spot as yours did. Yeah. And my second set just snapped elsewhere. And yeah. It's not like I'm abusing them. I'm, 
I mean, I'm pretty meticulous with my stuff, so. Yeah. It's probably just your big-ass head. Honestly, I mean, it, well, mine, too. Because I broke it in the same spot, so I guess we both have a big-ass head. Yeah. Hmm. So another quote I wanted to read here is... Needless to say, I don't have that set anymore. He said, I won't go into details of our <laughs> VR strategy today, he says. Beyond that, VR is very important to us and that the current PSVR headset is compatible with a new console. Here's what I think that means, and this is just totally speculation on my part. The current headset is compatible, but I think they're going to have a new headset, too, that's also compatible. So, like, the current headset will still be able to plug into the same ports. They're going to make the new one, the ports, similar enough that all the tech, the new tech is in the headset. Because they can't not put out a new headset. Yeah. My read between the lines is... They don't want to release a new PSVR headset at the same time as launch because sure. it's too expensive. Yeah. And they don't want people to have to, to spend $1,000 or whatever. Right. So it's going to be a tiered approach. And that's why you'll be able to use first gen PSVR. We get into a big question about are there going to be PSVR 2 only games? Are they both going to work right. for both? Is it going to be different? I, I don't know. So that's exciting. Uh, exciting. Sony still going hard in the paint with VR. Mm -hmm. I'm curious because I feel like it's paid off in some ways, but not it hasn't been the monumental thing for PlayStation. I don't know. I I mean, yeah, it hasn't been monumental, but there are if you look at the attach rate, it seems really low. Mm -hmm. But if you consider the fact that like the pricing of it and the fact that it's not much lower than how many games people are buying. Yeah, it it's actually impressive. Also, I saw today, and this isn't just PSVR, that they've made more cash, not Sony directly, but they've made more cash. Well, probably Sony too, off of Super Hot VR as they did off just the regular Super Hot. Yeah, which is impressive. I saw that too. And honestly, <laughs> that's the best way to play it, in my opinion. So I'm wondering, actually, what could be really interesting. I just thought of this right now for PlayStation VR is if the old, the current PSVR still works. Yeah. Maybe it's an option that once this new PSVR comes out, the current gen will get way cheap and yeah. work forward on the new games and just be a, you know, lower quality tracking, lower quality screen. Sure. So, man, that would be that would be incredible because it wouldn't segment, uh, you know, separate the user base and it would create such a low cost VR. Yeah. That you have to imagine people would be eating it up. Here, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the future strategy. The thing I think about the the PSVR, like, is there anything inside the PSVR headset other than the screen that really is integral to? See, the that's what experience? I was thinking. If the game works in the system, it's probably just going to be projected onto the screen, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no reason that the new games going forward wouldn't work for the both. Only, the only thing that kind of means is that we're still looking at the PlayStation Eye. Yeah, or oh. I mean, there could be an upgrade in PlayStation Eye. I don't know though. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I I'm really excited about the thought of next gen VR. There's talk about like uh, eye tracking, yeah, to basically create an even greater level of depth by blurring the background of things that your eye isn't focused on. Mm-hmm. So, could be pretty interesting. Now, here is where we get into what I would consider the biggest leap that we yeah. got details of today. So, it's going to have a specialized SSD drive and whoever got to see this demo said that they were showing off Spider-Man running on current PS4 and then running off the new development hardware. Basically, they did a fast travel Mm -hmm. from one point to another. And in the original Spider-Man on PS4, it took 15 seconds on next generation hardware. It took zero point zero point eight seconds. I mean, you'll it's get crazy. to see all those spiders. Yeah, but there's the so subway. many cool things that he does yeah. on the subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the uh, sounds expensive. They said the stats are this is 19 times faster. Yeah. Boy. Now they did mention boy. that boy. it's going to be boy. 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 their own special SSD. It's not just like they buy an SSD off the shelf and right. plug it in. And well, I think good. that's how they can get the price down. Yeah, I think so, is yeah. integrated secret sauce going on here that an ssd for a computer has to run a certain way to in order to plug into any computer but if it's custom made i think we might be onto something okay so 
Let's see. What am I missing here? We talked about Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So along with the SSD, we, we see the quicker load times. But something that's also really important is how the SSD streams data. Mm-hmm. So basically, they did a, a no clip type mode where they flew through New York City. And on the original PS4, it was the same speed as Spider-Man does his web swinging. OK, right. On this new PS4 or whatever, PlayStation 5, whatever it is, it basically was like flying like a jet, a jet a fighter jet over the city insanely fast. Mm. And at certain points, Mark would hit pause yeah. and you would still see that it's in perfect 4K crisp detail. So this this creates a lot of, I think, really interesting opportunities. You think about like pop in how that's such a huge problem on a lot of games. You have to imagine that like pop in completely gone. Um, any kind of stuttering between going to different environments you have to imagine will be gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? I have three thoughts, but I'll let Phil go first. I have one thought and it's it's not necessarily about that specific thing, but as a whole, if it's going to have that kind of tech in it, I want this to be a PS5. I don't want this to be PS4 Pro Pro or PS4.5 Super Deluxe. I, it, backward compatible. But if we're having those kind of upgrades, to me, this is this is a new generation. Oh, I think so. This I think is it's absolutely a new, a new generation. generation. So, Right at the beginning of the article, it was emphasized by Mark Cerny that this is going to be an evolutionary upgrade. Yeah. And he didn't say that PS4 wasn't evolutionary. Right. But I think we can all agree that, yeah, we got a really big leap in graphics. And I think if we thought about it from PS3 <clears throat> to PS4 Pro, it would be a evolutionary yeah. leap in graphics. Right. But for the most part, the PS4 does like pretty much all the same things. As far as playing games, it's just at a higher fidelity sure i think that i can't think of them right now but you have to assume that this the way that this streams is going to change gameplay yeah and like it's going to change the entire experience yeah so ben what were you gonna say okay i have i had three thoughts one i need to start looking for 4k tvs right i've had a 1080 actually an 8k tv oh, just to consider we'll yeah, get to that I, it's good not gonna happen <laughs> for me right now it's not gonna happen for anybody <laughs> yeah um yeah that's true um so yeah i need to start looking for a 4k tv I've seen some pretty good deals lately, but I just haven't yeah. bit because I didn't need it to. My Pro runs fine on my 1080. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is I thought it was interesting how in the article he said – they said – they just like casually mentioned these two things, and these are the two things I was going to say. One, it was inside of like a – it wasn't wasn't visible. The actual hardware, hardware wasn't visible. Yeah. And I think that's either because they have the design down and they didn't want to show it off or – it's still just like pieces on a, on a motherboard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I almost guarantee it's pieces yeah. on a motherboard. They didn't want to like make that visible. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that I think at one point they mentioned they asked a question and a representative in the room spoke up. So it's like even Mark Cerny needs somebody in the room to tell him what he can and can't say. Thank you for that perfect segue, Ben. Oh, good. Let's talk about that. I'm, gonna, I'm reading directly from the article here. Where exactly Hideo Kojima's forthcoming death title, Death Stranding, fits into the process is still unconfirmed. When asked, a spokesperson in the room repeated the game would be released for PS4. But Cerny's smile and pregnant pause invites speculation that it will be, in fact, be a two-platform release. Yeah. I like the use of pregnant pause here. (laughs) So, yeah, I can just see the room, the... The situation that they ask this question and Mark Cerny goes and like looks around the room and then the spokesperson's like, well, actually, well, it'll actually. be just PS4. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's been clear for to, uh, I, I We've thought this for a while sure. yeah. that this would be potentially a right. two platform release. Let's see. The next gen console will still accept physical media. It will not be a download only machine. Thank God. Because it is based in part on the PS4's architecture, it'll also be backwards compatible with games for that console. Yeah, we mentioned that. So sticking around with the discs, I don't know. I feel like last generation we were speculating that maybe this is the generation we go without discs. Maybe, yeah. Maybe this is the last generation without discs. Nope. Maybe not. Um, or So we'll see. I hope that never happens. I never want that to happen. 
Yeah. I know it will, but I'm not looking forward to it. I agree. I've given up on caring one way or another, as long as I can play the games I like. Yeah, that's true. I, oddly enough, most of the games we get are not physical anymore anyway. Right. So, but I yeah. still I want to be able to buy a game on physical if I want that opportunity. So the final uh, thing that this ended with, I think they were ta- uh, asked about Stadia and how Xbox Play Anywhere initiative with their streaming and things like that. He said, quote, we are cloud gaming pioneers and our vision should become clear as we head towards launch. Yeah. So Sony, uh, Mark Cerny here is like, hey, you know, we fucking started this shit. So just think about that. In what way? PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They didn't do it well. I was going to say it was trash (laughs) when it first started. Oh, yeah. And I still think it's pretty subpar. I haven't tried it since early on. I tried playing Battlefield on it just out of curiosity. That's not a good one to start with. It looked super – start with, it doesn't matter. I wanted to test the limits. Sure. And I thought, okay, if it it needs to be able to do Battlefield, it looked compressed and nasty. Yeah. I'm hardwired. I've got good internet. And I was like, this is just not. Yeah. I, I just meant like in the sense that that's a game where you're playing against other live people. Oh, yeah. And I was playing campaign. Okay. Still. Yeah. It was not good. Also, I hope that leak controller is fake. I don't like it. That's that's good, fake. Is it fake? Yeah. yeah is it's that not confirmed? Real okay. That was, I think I, that came out on, on April Fool's. Uh, yeah. Good. The one with the screen. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Just the shape. Even forget the screen for a second. The shape was just. Such a downgrade to me. You know, they keep there's always rumors about like a screen being integrated. Yeah. I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. No. You're gonna kill the battery life. You're gonna the cost is going to go up yeah, significantly. Gonna, right. Sixty bucks is enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. I it's, can't I can't I just go home and play my Dreamcast if I want to do that. That's yeah, right. Fine. <laughs> VMU, dude. Shout Wii, out. Wii U. <laughs> my Wii U, yeah. So that's that's kind of all the big important details. Uh, what do you guys, I mean, I don't want to ask too broad of a question, but I'm just, are you, are you guys excited? Is this, is this enough to entice you, get you pumped? Yes. I, I'm interested, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm interested, but like as much as it shouldn't matter, I'm never like, Ooh, let me spend more money. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very much, if they're, the thing is, I still love my PS4, my, my, Oh, absolutely. I love it. There's nothing about it that I want it to be different. So like, I'm still probably gonna buy it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-order it. I'm gonna get a, a PS whatever early. Mm. But part of me is just like, well, there's I like what I have, mm. and I know that's the wrong attitude because look at how many things. If we had stuck with what we have, we wouldn't have something better. If we were cool with like the Wright brothers' planes, we couldn't fly to California and back yeah. easily. But I'm still just like, well, I I could stand another at least another year without spending 500 bucks i'm i'm completely the opposite of mine i know you I, am I was too. ready to Com- buy a playstation 5 last year i know right. you were see and and last generation i felt that way yeah and so at launch i did not get one i think i held out till december i actually think dustin i think you contacted me let me know the walmart by my house was getting a shipment oh, in yeah so i uh i got <clears throat> i was sick <clears throat> yeah and uh called off work and went up to <laughs> i actually think i was sick i went to med express that day too but yeah, I just, I could only, one month was all that I could handle. I'm sending this episode to your boss. Oh, that was a different job. And your dad. That was a different, way different than my dad. <laughs> That's, so he knows about all the Wii controllers. <laughs> right. Man, yeah, I love, was... I love console launches. Me too. And, oh, man, I, I, the PS4 launch is like a, a fantastic memory of, because we just, any kind of launch like that, we always go to Eden Park, hang yeah. out. At midnight, you go. Everyone is excited. the The mood is 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 good, and I'm excited for that again. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. Every time we see a new console or a new anything come out, you start getting these trash articles. Oh, of course. Uh, you know, there's person's PS4 uh, blew up and and destroyed an entire town. Like mm-hmm. one person. That, you know, okay, that's not a literal story. So, but like one little issue that could have happened on a, on a hardware defect. I want to make a bet. Okay. Who's the first? Per- I don't even have an answer. Who's the first outlet to to post something about how bad something is going with the new console? Polygon. That was my answer. I had Dang. to pee. I was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. We've talked about this. So I just want to share this with the audience since I think it's an interesting thing to think about. So let's say your failure rate is half of a percent, right? 
Yeah. And Sony ships out. I think they shipped a million, maybe two million on launch day. Okay. Okay. So what is what is let's first go with what's one percent of a million? I'm an idiot when it comes to math. So a thousand. A thousand. Was that right? A hundred thousand would be ten percent. Okay. So you said a thousand. Yeah. So then no, that'd be ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Okay. Yeah. So ten thousand. Yeah. So then let's yeah. I failed college math. Half a percent, but we're going with two million. So yeah, ten thousand. Yeah. Let's say then on launch day, there's ten thousand units out there that are busted. Right. Did, did yours work? Yeah. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> but here's the yeah. thing: <laughs> when you're talking mass scale production, I don't know. I don't know exactly about what's a good failure rate, what's not. To me, half a percent sounds pretty dang good. Yeah. yeah. So but when you increase, it's it's about economy of scale. Like when you get that yeah. number higher of how many they ship, yeah. you're going to have more people with failure rates. Yeah, exactly. It, like the switch, there was something. What was it when the switch first came out that people were like, "Oh, it, oh, the drift the, or the, the left also joy-con, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it bends yeah. in half." Well, yeah, if you stick it in your pocket and sit on it, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing with it, like iPhone. Whenever yeah. they switched over to the aluminum casing, oh, it's bending. Well, you're sitting on your fucking phone. Yeah, like don't sit on your phone. Yeah. Great. So yeah. And I mean, obviously, the Xbox 360 Red Ring, yep. very different issue. Yeah. This was right. Lots yeah. of people. Yeah. So just that something to keep in mind when you see these articles come out, it's going to happen. Yeah. If it's Polygon, we all three win. Yeah. Yes. So is there any other things we want to talk about for PlayStation 5? Oh, I have a question. Yeah. To, to summarize all this, unless you guys have thoughts. What's the launch price? I said five hundred just a minute ago. I'm going to stick with that because yeah. I don't know what else to say. I think it's five ninety nine. I think it goes up. I think it does. I think it's hard to, for us to make any kind of guess without actually knowing all the features. But based on what we're hearing so far, I think five hundred is going to be. It's no lower than that. Yeah, like yeah. That's if it's better than the pro, and the pro came in at five. Ugh. Oh, you paid five for your? No, pro? the pro is four. Right off the bat? Yeah. Oh, the Xbox was five. Xbox the X- was five. You paid four for your pro? Oh, I paid four. Uh, for, yeah, for my pro, I did pay. I paid four. So yeah. I got Destiny for free, though. That's, oh, wow. I did, too. That's something. <laughs> Shut <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, it's like the same week, too, I think. <laughs> I sold my... Okay. Uh, I, uh, through a complicated series of events, I found the pro on sale and ended up selling my base PlayStation for the my base PS4 for the same price as I paid for my um, Pro. So I was very happy, but that is a very very rare occurrence. You made five yeah. bucks technically, right? Except I spent two hours driving, so we'll, we'll call it even. We'll just say you made five dollars because it sounds cooler that yeah. way. See, when I upgraded my Xbox, I got like seventy five bucks for my old Xbox. Yeah. So for that, I just kept the both PlayStation. Right. And I right. just got them on different TVs. Yeah. I'm thinking. We're going to get multiple SKUs because here's the thing that no one has commented on. Surprisingly, we've got special integrated, specialized memory. There's going to be no expandable storage. Yeah. You'd have to think. I think that's bogus. First of all, so the games are going to be huge. I think we're going to have two uh, multiple SKUs, one, one terabyte, another one, two terabytes or three or something. Pure speculation here. Yeah. But are we going to see... Uh, game prices increase too? Absolutely not. I don't see any scenario where they're going to raise the prices, uh, especially with the hardware. You know, specs looking like it's going to go up to a, a, an almost unaffordable price, perhaps. So mm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough sell. I think we're due for game prices to possibly go up, though, just with inflation. If you yeah. think about it, you know. But just think of the sixty nine ninety nine for a base game. Just that sounds terrible. Who controls that price? I um. Mean, it's not. It's not entirely the developer, it, are, but are there limits? I don't know. Like not in make, Australia. Look at Australia. Their yeah. prices are astronomical. Well, yes they're not no. really though, not, aren't it, they? No. no. Look at their currency in comparison. Well, I'm not looking at all those details. I'm Come on, Phil. Be a real game journalist. <laughs> but they're not the same. I guess is the point I'm making. Sure. It's kind of like the N64 days, where one game okay, could be. But they're still universal there. Sure. So does Sony get to say, like, if you say I'm making Horizon Zero Dawn and it's going to be 19.99? Surely Sony isn't going to step in and say, no, you can't do that. But if you said, I'm making Horizon Zero Dawn and it's going to be $940, do they mm-hmm. get to say, no, you're not launching that on our console? Yes. Well, for that game specifically. Sure. I okay. Yeah, that's a bad example. <laughs> that's, it would be a Sony. They would decision, set the right? price on that. I think a, they probably could choose whatever price they want. 
but I just don't think anyone wants to go past 60. But I think but, if Sony yeah. takes the initiative and says, hey, they're 70 now. Yeah. Then it would everything would follow suit. I just think with the season passes and the DLC and everything that we've seen, I think that's how they're making the extra money now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean that's I obvious. I, right, yeah. but I I just don't see a scenario where they can raise the prices. Yeah, it's one of those things where, sure, Super Nintendo era, you were spending it was 19, wild west nineteen nineties prices hundred dollars right. on one game, but the market was also so much smaller. Yeah. You think about the market now with millions and millions of players, there's more room for profit, I guess. Or is there less room for profit? I think there's more room for profit because you have more people attaching to the consoles. There's that. But when's the last time we saw an actual monetary value increase? Hmm. Xbox to Xbox 360. Was it? What were the 49, 49.99. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at, okay, two full generations for a price increase. And I mean, I hate the way inflation works in general. I think I have lots of thoughts about minimum wage and how it affects things, but reality is it's going to seem worse than it is. But honestly, you might have said a key word. If minimum wage goes up, prices of games might go up. Price of everything's going to go up. Everything Milk's going to go up to $37 a gallon. I can tell you 100% as a small business owner, yeah. if pricing goes up, yep. I'm not only going to have to pay my employees more, which, by the way, even the ones who are making whatever minimum wage will be already are going to have to go up. But, like, everything from the manufacturer goes up yep. a little bit at least. So yeah. this isn't a discussion about minimum wage. No. Nope. But I have strong opinions. That's part of the Australia thing yeah. about their games being price different. I figured it out once because I saw this argument so many times. I tried to do the best math I could. And basically it actually cost less money Actually, per, actually, 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 per if you were making minimum wage, it would take you less hours in Australia to buy a game than it would in the United States right. on minimum wage. Wow. Now, obviously, there's a million more factors, but sure. Something to think about. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. We've been on that on that topic for a long, long time. So uh, not that it wasn't wasn't good. It's a good topic. It was very good. I, I I'm, liked I'm it. looking forward to it. I had a good look. So. This comes from Cheap Ass Gamer. That's at least where I saw it on Twitter. GameStop is launching a new program, the desperate the desperate GameStop. Oh no. Called the Guaranteed to Love It program. This is gonna backfire. <laughs> if you return the game within 48 hours of the game's launch, you get your money back in the form of trade credit. Mm. Uh, first game is days gone. If you hate it, bring it back within 48 hours and you get $59.99 in trade credit. I used to do that. It was up to seven days. I remember that was for used, though. No, that was for brand they new. Did it for brand new. Really? They did it for yeah, brand they... new. I remember buying Splinter Cell. And this we, is when you were a baby, still. Yeah, Dustin. we know how yeah. I feel about stealth, and I was like, "Oh, this is not for me." And I took it back within a couple of days. It used to be seven days, though, not forty-eight mm. hours. Dude, but, seven yeah. days—that's that but, just spells a you know, abuse. GameStop. A new game to them is just open it up, slap a sticker over it. Yeah, it's well, a brand a, new game. Here's the thing that I think. I mean, yeah, people are going to abuse this for sure. Like how many games have come out that are AAA titles even in the last year that are under 10 hours? You can beat that in 48 hours easily. Yeah. If you're, yeah. if you know, you're de- like, I'll go rent a game sometimes that I know I have 10 hours over the next two days to beat and right. play the whole game for $8. Like that's not a thing. But the thing about it is, is GameStop, I mean, according to the sources, I don't have their actual inside numbers on new games. They're making like 10 bucks tops. Yeah, maybe more like five, honestly. Yeah. So the real money is with the used game market. So for them, if you bring it back and it's used, not only do you get do you buy another game, but now they have another used game that's pretty much brand new that they wouldn't have had otherwise on the shelf that they can then turn around and sell for fifty five dollars. And they're betting on the person not using the credit. Yes, Mm. they're 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 expecting that they're going to get that sixty bucks. They're going to give you the credit. You're not going to have anything within that forty eight hours that you you know want to play now, and then you never come back and use it. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the, the when I worked at Best Buy, they gave us, you know, for employee discount, cost plus 5%, mm. and we saved less than $10 on video games. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So we got a big reveal for a game called Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. Yeah, we did. And this was pretty hyped up. We got a trailer. Uh, this is the new Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment. Of course, the creators of Titanfall and Apex Late Legends. And Phil, Phil, you're the Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, you're both Star Wars. We're all Star Wars. We're all guys Star Wars. Here. Boys I think here, pretty yeah. much anyone who is um, worth anything. Born. Yeah. If right. you're born, I'm say it. Yeah. You're into Star Wars. 
Phil, what did you think of this reveal? I'm super into it. I mean, yeah. it's a small track record, but first off, Respawn's track record is very good. Um, but if even if you go back all the way to Call of Duty days, I mean, that that's, you know, yeah, core team, if you will, or whatever, the, the leadership anyway. They make good games. I thought the reveal trailer was so good. It was so good that I had to watch a trailer twice to realize there was no gameplay footage in it. Yeah, yeah. When I saw some of the wall running, because they <laughs> yeah. did it so well in Titanfall, I was... I was like, oh, there's some nice gameplay. And I actually got called out by you, I yeah. think. Yeah, Phil's, I watched Phil's, it in the, Phil's in the Slack arguing <laughs> that there's gameplay. In it. I went well, back like, and watched no. it again. I was like, oh, no, I guess not. But the initial wall run, but then it kind of changes perspective. And you can see that it's it's just in-game footage or in, you know, engine footage. But um, I'm super psyched. I think it's a great time period that we haven't really yeah. got too much into outside of maybe a comic book series with Kanan mm-hmm. when he was kind of in between that stage before Rebels. Um, but I'm super psyched. I, th- I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's the thing we were mentioning about our conversation in Slack. I'm excited for this game as well. Very excited, yeah. but I can't be truly hyped or whatever. I, we're making, I'm saying gibberish words right now, Yeah. <laughs> but I can't feel, I feel like I have to temper my expectations until I see gameplay. But I mean, the only, even gameplay can be deceiving though. True. But even if it sucks, I'm super excited. I'm going to play the hell out of it because other than like a Lego Star Wars game, what have we had in like the last decade that even yeah, comes closer sure. to you know, yeah. any sort of Star Wars game? Let me be clear. I'm still going to play the hell out of it. Yeah. I'm 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 very confident it's going to be a very good game. I guess the trailer didn't make me much more excited mm. just because I care so much about the gameplay. I don't know. It was just such a big week for Star Wars. Maybe it was a high after seeing some of the Mandalorian footage. Yeah. And I don't know. Did you guys watch that? I mean, that's a, a little bit. of I watched a little bit of the off screen. Jeez, then, it looks good. Yeah. It looks real good. So, so just a big week for Star Wars. Yeah. I'm excited. I think this is. I got to go to celebration sometime. Yeah. That I was thinking cool. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be very cool. I'm excited that someone other than Dice is making a Star Wars game. Yep. Yeah. Finally. And I like. I like the fact that we're getting away from the main Star Wars stuff. Yeah, sure. Because even Battlefield is like, hey, these are the stuff you Excuse know. Me, and the this characters. is the main Star Wars stuff. This is the real Star Wars stuff. The real, right. the world. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Any other thoughts about that? I'm hyped. Let's talk Super more hyped. later. Yep. Cool. So you can now change your PSN ID. Not all games support it. And some aren't going to work at all, which I found pretty interesting. And all games after April 1st are guaranteed to work. But it's here. It's it's finally happening. You can change your PSN ID. Mm-hmm. Great. Your first change is free. After that, it's $10. I did want to mention, I think it's funny, on PlayStation's website, you can view a compatibility list. And so there's like a list that's like games with minimal issues, games with <laughs> you know middling issues and then there's a list as i'll show you guys here on my ipad games with critical issues yeah and so they describe these as uh user may lose in-game currency whenever uh whether paid for or earned loss of game progress uh parts of the game might not function properly (laughs) might not function so there's not a large list it's things like let's see disc jam just dance 2017 little big little big planet three oh no basically mlb the show uh 2016 2015 on rush the golf club two and worms battlegrounds oh now it used to say everybody's golf on here and now it doesn't so they must have patched that or something it kind of gives you an idea of how long they've been working on it yeah I think that it's it's clear that when they made these IDs, they I've heard I'm trying to remember where I've heard that people theorize that like on Xbox Live, your ID is some number. Yeah. Some gibberish code. And then what you see is a name that's attached to that. Right. Whereas PSN, your name is your code, like the actual coding of your name. So routing around that is not been easy yeah so i think it's i think the whole conversation is just interesting but the thing that really struck me the funniest was the night this went live uh brandon and i were trying to play apex legends and just like the psn was trash and not really not necessary and it may not have been related but it was definitely Uh the same night like the actual gameplay once we got into a match together we were able to kind of jerry rig it to um to 
get around that. But once we actually got into a game, it was fine. But actually, like, seeing your friends list was not working. Inviting players to parties was working sometimes. <coughs> you okay? All right. Uh, just in I'm ge- just concerned for you. I appreciate babe, that, babe. Okay, babe. Uh, so, like in summary, it was just like you've had a long time to work on this, but maybe they didn't expect the demand on the servers. Again, yeah. it might not have been related, but it was just interesting to see. Did that many people not think clearly when they made their PSN name. I mean, uh, yeah. some people I made mean, their PSN name like over a decade ago. Yeah. If you're 24. Mm-hmm. and You're 14. Your tastes are a lot different than when you're 24. Oh, mm. my Xbox Live name is trash. It's because I made it when I was in fifth grade, I think. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is at this point. But yeah, uh, you can actually change that. I'm just it, at this point, it's legacy. Shadow Warrior 93. I just got to I just yeah. got to keep it as I've it's been my name for over 10 years now on Xbox. I wish Twitter would get this. That's what I want. What? I wish Twitter would get this ability. You can't. To what? Change your you name? Change your, you can change your name, but you can't change the actual yeah, ad. Can. Yeah. I just did it like what? a year ago. Well, fuck. <laughs> Phil's, Phil's always the last to know everything. Technology. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely change it. Yeah, I'll uh, teach you how after the show. Phil. All right. Yeah, we changed the Handsome Phantom one. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a special that case. Was a, that right. Tricky yeah. situation. At Handsome Damn Phantom. It. The real at Handsome Phantom. Hey, Jacob Escamilla. But I've been using Get the same. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I've been using the same name for video games since the uh, Nintendo 64. I have too, but that's the yeah. problem. Is <laughs> since, since that time period. Since, uh, yeah, on Perfect Dark, I, I was using the, the same name. One final piece of news. Capcom is releasing a plug-and-play arcade stick. That shit's real? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was real. <laughs> so it's an arcade stick. And it's literally the Capcom logo is the hardware. <laughs> ben, have you seen this? I have. I didn't think Let's it was real. Let's look at this together. <laughs> it's, it's definitely real. It's literally, I don't, it's. What games are in that thing? So actually, it's actually, actually, actually it's pretty good. Um, the list of games are, I'll read all of them. 1944, The Loot Master, Alien vs. Predator, which has never been re-released in any form. Uh, Armored Warriors. Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors, Echo Fighters, Final Fight, Ghouls and Ghosts, Giga Wing, Mega Man, The Power Battle, Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. That's fair. It's going on sale October 25th. Right now, I believe it's only announced for Europe. Because the only pricing I could find was like I think it was said two hundred euros, two hundred thirty yeah. euros or something, which I just found a little odd. So I think everything about this sounds great. You've got a pretty cool list of games. The price isn't very good. I like the idea of it being a real <laughs> arcade stick. Right. But what the fuck were they thinking when they're it looks like terrible? I feel like there's a board meeting and and the designer couldn't come up with anything. And it was like, so, uh, Jeff, you got the design ready? And he's like, "Uh, how about? He just hands the letterhead over. Oh, Capcom. Oh, yeah, here. Uh, Yeah. Like, damn it, Jeff, you've got it. (laughs) So, I mean, just just, own it. That's that's who you are. I just don't. I feel like almost literally anything would have been better. How big this. is that thing? It's not small. I'm guessing it's it's a big boy. If you think That's the size of the buttons and stuff are like the same as they would be on an actual cabinet, they're not. It's not a small thing. You have to Here's the thing I thought about is that it looks like there's a USB port on the back that you'll be able to plug it into a PC. Sure. If this doubles up as a fight stick yeah. as well, then you know, you might be talking there with some it, uh, as far as a value cuz these fight sticks are are not cheap. Bad news, though. Europe usually gets cooler looking stuff than we get. So by the time it comes here, I can't imagine how horrible that thing is going to be. Yeah, I. They shrink it down. It just says cap. Now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Actually, <laughs> It's definitely something. Make sure to look up the picture and see what we're talking about. Yeah. We're not doing in one tweet this week just because we had some writing questions last week that we didn't get to go over based on timing. And so we don't have a ton of time left in this episode, but we only had four questions. So I thought we could go over them. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for writing in. 
First of all, Adam like, Bankhurst. Oh. The legendary Adam Bankhurst legendary. of IGN.com yeah. says. He's the Adam Bankhurst of my heart before he was. Honestly, and that's 10 times more important. It is. With the potential of Stage Builder being added to Smash, what other features would you want to see added to the game? I want to be very clear. Home Run Bat. Oh, that Do would it, be great. Nintendo. Where is it at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other features? I I like Smash the way it is. I don't yeah, really the same know. Way, actually. Yeah. I, I'm not deep enough into the game. I play it for fun, not for competition. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, same for you, Phil? Same for me, yeah. All right, we're going with Home Run Bat. Home right? Run Bat it is. For sure. I like it. Matt Riggs says, what's a game or series you knew little to nothing about that you took a chance on and ended being pleasantly surprised by? I picked up the uh, the Fist of the North Star game for PS4 and I'm having a blast with it. Mm-hmm. I've got an answer right off the bat, but I answered first last time. I've so. got an answer for Phil. What's the answer for Phil? <laughs> Yakuza. Oh, that's absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's yep. Picked I was going to, I was going to say near, but, um, that's mine. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, okay. I thought near would be all of ours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I, I think I got it for like seven bucks at Best Buy cause I had a $5 thing and I was like, well for seven bucks, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And I played nothing but Yakuza last year. Yeah. For fun. It is. It is good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say near just because when it came out, everyone was either playing Breath of the Wild or Persona um, Five. I was playing Persona Five. Persona at the time. Yeah. Or what was the other uh Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So I got to it a little late and I think that was obviously it reviewed very well. Yeah. And I actually picked it up because I was interested in it. I saw the reviews were good and Brandon of all people said, Yeah, this game's pretty cool. And he hasn't yeah. finished it. He no, refuses. He finish. Yeah, he that's refuses right. to finish it. You're fired, Brandon. So I picked it up and became Game of the year. Part of your life. Ben, what about you? I'm, I'm trying real hard to think about that because, honestly, I'm with keeping in touch with games that are coming out and also getting lots of recommendations from other people, I don't really know if I have one that's like that. Mm. Um, the closest thing I would say would be God of War. Yeah. Because I had no experience with the prior God of War games. And, I mean, but that one's kind of different because it was like a Sony exclusive. Obviously, it was So huge. hyped, too. So I, hyped. I had never played an, another game right. in the series so, either. I don't know that that counts, but that's the closest thing I can get to off the top of my head. Yeah. Cool. Dave Lamden says, we DJ my wedding. Hmm. Okay, thanks. Um, hmm. Depending on if the pricing is right, I would say. Dave and also had another question. Ask him if here. it's in Canadian know, it dollars Twitch. or the real dollars. Or on, on Twitch. In, yeah, in Canadian dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I think it was in Slack. He asked about cheesing games. Oh, yeah, we were going to bring that up. We can do that next week. Let's do it next week. We're already yeah, late on time. John Morrison has the final question. Uh, he says, sorry to be late to the party in regards to turning in a question, but who would win in a fight? Mega Man or Samus from the Metroid series? Oh, man. That I, is- I think the difference, like, I definitely think it's Samus, but mm. I don't, I can't give a good reason why. Okay. It's just because Mega Man seems childlike to me. I think you're. I think Samus has the experience. Right. Mega Man's fucking scrappy, though. Yeah. Okay, Phil. I mean, I, he seems to. I don't know. You ever see the rundown? The movie, the rundown. No. So there's this fight between the Rock and these pygmies, and like the you know the guy's like <laughs> a quarter of his size, but he's flying around on vines and kicking the shit out of him. That's how I picture Mega Man. I think he would just be zipping around. You know, jumping off walls while she's trying to figure out where the hell he is. Yeah. And I think Mega Man takes that fight. Like Ewoks. It yeah. Is. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Not like, okay. Maybe in size, but <laughs> no, Ewoks had numbers. That, that's what they're, they had the numbers. Right, but you look at them. Yeah, and you, true. They're unassuming. But I didn't mean size. They're also t- not good at t- anything. Dude, they totally destroyed a bunch of them stormtroopers. Together, but like not one individual. One individual Ewok would not take down. Fair enough. You know, anything. Fair point. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of the Thought HP Podcast. Uh, that was a good episode. This was fun. I'm glad I'm glad that we're together, mm-hmm. having a good time. We get to do this every week. So thank you everybody so much for listening. We appreciate it. it means the world to us. Uh if you don't already, join our Discord and uh we've been talking in there, having a good time. So it's handsomephantom.com slash Discord to join in and talk with us. Follow us on Twitter at handsome phantom and last but not least if you want to help us out financially 
but you don't want to actually give us money. Which I do. I understand that regularly. I sure. want to support someone, but not necessarily with money. But you can give us money. Yeah, you can. You can if you want to. Of course, we we'll can, take it. Just let us know. Uh, you can go to handsomephantom.com slash Amazon. That'll take you to our Amazon affiliate link where you can buy stuff like you normally do, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it throws us a little kickback from that. Just so, like I did last week when I bought Borderlands. That's right. You yeah. got like 15 cents. 15 cents. So it all depends. It's weird how it decides what's worth more and what's worth less. Yeah. Categories sure and stuff. It's based on their profit or something of each item. So. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, weird. One more plug. Yep. YouTube. Our YouTube channel is great. It's growing to, to like in the last two days alone, we've gotten multiple comments about how we should have way more subscribers than we do. So go over to youtube.com slash handsome phantom. Subscribe, please. Subscribe. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, see everybody later. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting and loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.